0: Now, this was the first time that uh, representatives from the two ministries from over uh, 20 countries across Eastern and Southern Africa joined to share the latest knowledge and best country practices. Uh, Talk to us about some of the deliberations that took place.
1: Yes, uh, you were right. This was indeed a a unique event. Um, It happened uh, just after a year that we saw the uh, uh, schools being closed and opened. Some countries closed the schools for the second time. uh, And now uh, most countries have opened their schools, although some are uh, still opening and closing and struggling. Um, the deliberations were very concrete. It was uh, absolutely clear that uh, both ministries uh, were keen on having the schools open uh, and had different setups in their countries to ensure that once the schools were open, they stayed very safe. Um, for example, the monitoring at the school grounds, uh, uh, connecting communities with um Uh, with the schools to make sure that the children and uh, everybody around the school would uh, take precaution in matters. Um, The surveillance systems were uh, set up, uh, and of course, before the opening of the schools, there was a a very strong focus on ensuring that the schools were clean and safe and that the uh, guidance uh, that came from the different ministries could be applied uh, at the different school grounds. This was uh, indeed a lot of learning, uh, and we have learned a lot in the last uh, 12 to 14 months, uh, but we keep on learning. And uh, so this uh, exchange amongst the countries and amongst the different ministries remains vital.
0: Now, you are saying that there is a lot that has been learned over the past 14 months. Now, let's talk about some of the consequences of children being out of school for such a long time. Um, What are we beginning to see?
1: Yeah, and I think that is uh, that is the right question to ask because in the end, uh, what matters most is for our children to be able to learn but to develop to uh, the fullest potential, right? So that they're not only learning academically uh, but in fact that uh, we all have seen now that the uh, going to school and being amongst their peers interacting with other adults beyond their parents and you know having a special relationship with the teachers that makes the learning so uh, important and unique, and um, you can't really replace that by online learning, if at all. So that we have seen that children are not only uh, regressing in their learning, their academic learning, but they're of course getting uh, uh, less happy, Uh, they feel much more stressed, They miss their peers, they miss their friends, they miss the routine of going to school. Um, But also, and that we knew, but it came out very clearly, a school has a protective environment. Um, You know, when you go to school, the school, the teacher keeps an eye on you, you're out of the house. And especially in very stressful circumstances, when everybody is in the house, the parents... Are also in the house, they don't know where their paycheck is coming from. Sure. Stress really rises. And there, uh, some of the abuse, the physical and mental and emotional abuse, and even at times sexual abuse, was really on the increase. So getting kids to school, back to school, really reduces uh, those uh, risks that we have seen have increased over the last year.
0: Mam, is the idea of having children going to class in smaller groups, alternating daily or weekly, just like what we see here in South Africa, working in terms of covering the curriculum and adequately equipping learners?
1: Well, it's definitely different, right? I mean, I think we are a new reality now, a new normal. And um, I think we should sort of forget that uh, we can go back to exactly the way it was uh, forty months ago. So we have to deal with the situation at hand and having smaller groups going to school or uh, having them alternate At least what you will have is that the connection to the school uh, remains. Uh, The risk of dropping out entirely is much less. Uh, The aspects, the social aspects that I just told you about, they're kind of back on track. I mean, they have something to look forward to. The teachers uh, keep an eye on the kids. They can guide the kids much better on the uh, online learning side. And uh, and the children have some type of routine. So I would say... um, academically maybe you really have to adjust we we continue to adjust but the uh, the advantages really are considerable uh, by reopening the school although it's not as it used to be
0: sure now we understand the meeting is held over two days what are really? the overall objectives of this meeting
1: yeah, no, thanks for asking, because uh, besides, uh, you know, getting the groups together and, uh, and doing the learning, we really have a lot of uh, time allocated for uh, defining the roadmaps by country. And uh, so the countries are actually working uh, together. The ministers of education and health, like you said, they're all present. But at times there's even other ministries uh, in the room, in the virtual room. And together they look at what they have at hand. Most countries do have some kind of plan or roadmap. But with um, the guidance of uh, this meeting, that roadmap is being refined, uh, tuned um, and making sure that the learning is you know, included in that very concrete roadmap. So uh, the countries, when they go back after this uh, meeting, they have very concrete ways forward uh, for the different scenarios and always with a call to keep the schools open and keep them safe.